Yo, what is up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Big Four Podcast. My name is Luke Spring. I'm with the usual Brian, Nick, and Andrew. How are you guys doing tonight? I'm fatigued. All right. Fatigued. I'm fine. Terrific. Nick's terrific. Nick's back on the terrific train. Uh, still. We'll go, we'll but we are your number two source for all things sports. If you know, you know, go follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the Big Four underscore podcast. Today's a Tuesday. We normally record on Mondays, but we decided to wait because we didn't want to be three days late on the national championship game, which was last night. Turned out to not be a great, so, so such great game, but that's right. We'll get to that in a few short minutes. We're also going to get to some baseball because baseball is still in swing and still. golf because the masters are, are oh, yeah. best sporting event of the year, whatever. baby. Nothing, nothing, nothing even close. Uh, the Super Bowl. Probably no masters better. Yeah, the Super Bowl is better. Masters is better. The NCAA tournament is better. Super Bowl with the Patriots are in it. Weeks the masters it. all the time. Masters all the time. Super Bowl only if the Patriots are in it. Otherwise, it's boring. March Madness is too. March Madness March Thursday March Friday. Madness. Other than I like that, the World it's, Series. It's good, no but what. Masters. Anyways, like March <laughs> Madness. No That's a great segue because the national championship was last night. We also didn't talk about the final four yet, but we can talk about that after the national championship because the final four is on Saturday. But the national championship, Baylor dominated them in pretty much every statistical category. Gonzaga really didn't have any chance. Baylor were just too big, physical, fast. Uh, their guards, who have been freaking amazing all season, were all great last night. Um, I feel like Davion Mitchell is the most underrated out of the three. He doesn't get as much love as Teague and Butler just because he doesn't score as much when in reality he can score as much as them. And lock down your team's best offensive player. So Baylor, I think he's gonna be nowhere. Okay. That was that was terrible. That was yeah. a, that was hilarious, Nick. What? I don't know. Nick that tried was, to be fun. That was Nick. terrible. It's okay. We all have those days. Nice try. <laughs> wow. Uh but yeah, they just sorry, physically very quick to say sorry. They physically dominated <laughs> them. Mark Vidal had eight offensive rebounds by himself, and Gonzaga had five as a team. Um, they just got out rebounded, out hustled, out physical. They were just not not in it. And Suggs with two, um, that was that was key. And I said it at the beginning of the year. The only team that I feel like can beat Gonzaga is Baylor. Just the way they play, um, defense disrupted Gonzaga a ton. They average Gonzaga averages ninety points a game. They scored seventy. They scored twenty less than their average. Baylor did a fantastic job of turning them over, closing out. And then on the offensive end, they just couldn't miss from three. It was ridiculous. Yeah. It was pretty incredible to see. And I feel like the thing like that I did when I was looking to see how far Baylor could go in in this tournament, I obviously did not pick them as my champion. Um, but I think what really killed me with them was because they had they had a long break with COVID. And then they come out and then they lose a game after that break. They don't even win the Big 12 championship. So and just for me, I think I just sort of forgot how amazing this team really is. So, I mean, I learned the hard way, but this team is just great rebounding, great defense, great offense. It's They were just all around incredible. The reason I kind of went against Baylor this, this tournament a little bit was uh, – and I, and again, you know, I, I now think about this, I'm going to say it, I, I, because of their past March madness failures in a way. And I know it's, it's, you know, a little, 
I don't know. I don't know how to describe this, but you, you can. I mean, I picked Gonzaga to win. It's not like Gonzaga's been the best in the tournament, and it's they've had they've had some ups and downs. But I picked Gonzaga to win it all. I just thought they were a different team this year. But I didn't know much about Baylor, and you know, I I think I actually had them in my Final Four, but in most brackets I didn't have them going very far. And um, but yeah, I just so I, in one of Nick's thirty-eight thousand brackets, he did have Baylor going to the final. The one in the Big Four bracket, <laughs> so you challenge. know the one that everyone saw. The one just that so you saw. know, he was right in one bracket. The one that everyone saw. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. the the oh, one yeah, in the Big Four yeah, bracket challenge. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Yeah, so then why bring up the other ones? What? So then why bring up the other ones? Because I was the only one that had Baylor going to the final four. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so. I mean, I'm just, just, I was kind of low on Baylor for the start just because they were their past, you know, championship failures. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. They kind of haven't been there. But I've just, I didn't hear about this story, but I keep hearing the story. I kept hearing the story today and, and yesterday after the game about Scott Drew and how he came in in 2003 when Baylor was, their basketball program was at an all time low. Um, that season before one of their players murdered another player. So they were really rock bottom. He had to, he, he they only, a teammate? They, they, yeah, they didn't fit. And yeah, he, in 2002, Scott drew took the team in 2003. Uh, he had uh, not enough scholarship players. So walk-ons got rotational minutes and some of them started. So they were a complete <laughs> mess. And 18 years later, they're national championship. So that's crazy to think that they went from, uh, walk on rotational minutes and a teammate murdering another teammate to less than two decades later winning a national championship. Yeah. And you could argue that they were one of the front runners last year if last they, year they were having the tournament. Yeah, last year they were the one seed. Actually, yeah. they were number one. So in the country. they were they were going to be one of the front runners to win it last year. I mean, obviously we'll never know, but I mean, yeah, they haven't won in the past. But this team is that that team is different. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. They, they were they were just so fast they played they they sped up gonzaga on offense um gonzaga wasn't able to do much drew timmy wasn't able to do anything that's why i feel like he was timmy, puffing and sucking for yeah, air that guy could is, not breathe he is a if he plays someone that is his size or a little just like an inch or two smaller than he is he's electric he his footwork his post moves are are fantastic but the centers and the big men for Baylor are two, three inches taller than Timmy with Thamba and then to chat to chat. I don't know how to fix it. It's an incredible, it's It's just a ridiculous last name. So to Changa Chachua. It's like Changa Chachua or something. It's like, yeah, something stupid like that. Anyways, they were, they were huge compared to Timmy and they just played great defense on him. They, he couldn't do anything because of his size. Um, that I feel like he's going to struggle with that in the next level too, especially if he doesn't have a jump shot. He can't stretch the floor that much, um, but who knows. But he um, he struggled. Suggs obviously struggled um, with the two fouls. Kispert struggled the entire tournament. I feel like that guy was non-existent in all the yeah. games he played. He like, hit like a couple shots each game. Other than that, he was... Maybe the only one. thing I remember from him was the dunk against U- UCLA in late second half, and other yeah. than that, he was he was non-existent at all. He had like a, an occasional putback, or but that's about it. Yeah, yeah. He his he was off. Life. Yeah, his threes were he was off. It was from really three. flat. It looked like his stroke was like his shots looked really flat. Yeah, they did, especially they, yesterday. 
yesterday, and then Ayayi didn't really play well yesterday either. Like yeah. none of the none of the Gonzaga guys yeah. played really well. Um, and that's credit to Baylor's defense. They're all three of their guards are so good they can score at any level at any time, and then also defend anyone. Um, that's what was so good about them is Baylor can switch at all times, and they won't lose any um, height advantage or anything like that. Um, and yeah, Gonzaga just looked tired they just didn't look like they were ready for the challenge ready for the fight ready for the speed of Baylor the intensity of Baylor and I don't know that was just a, a game that I feel like was over in the first two minutes when it was the nine nothing run like it, there, there was nothing that Gonzaga can do from then on um so yeah that, w- that was pretty much it but we can also now talk about the final four and how those teams both got there one of those final four games was good. The other was not. Baylor, again, handled. That's the, that's the other thing that people have kind of overshadowed. Baylor really cruised through the tournament. They really didn't struggle they play at all. an actual game? Yeah, they, they like. I feel like they, they didn't play struggle a game at all. Before the they, final four? They and even their final four Houston. game was a joke. Yeah, no, they <laughs> crushed Houston by 20. The Gonzaga game last night was never within single digits except for once in the second half. And then it got up to 16, two minutes later. Like that's what people aren't think aren't talking about. Baylor cruised through the entire tournament. I've never seen a team like just absolutely put it into freaking. It was, it was constant in the second round. Right. And that was, yeah, that was, that was like a close game, but it was was a double digit game. The whole, like there was no way it was was like within like 10, pretty much the whole game. Yeah. Yeah. They've won, they've won every game over the, Oh, then they had Nova, right? 10 points. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They beat Villanova by 11. Ohio state, Arkansas was a bad three. Um, you had Purdue knocked out in the first round. Villanova was a terrible five. Like they had, they had the easiest, easiest. They did. But then when they did play good teams like Houston, who was a good team, they crushed them. And then Gonzaga, the, undefeated team they crushed them too so Baylor really cruised and if it weren't for those COVID pauses they could have easily been undefeated themselves I mean they lost to Kansas which if they didn't that was their second game coming back after a 17 day pause or whatever and then they just had an unlucky game against Oklahoma State but those two games could have easily been wins and they could have been undefeated themselves if there were no COVID pauses so I think people overshadowed shadowed them a little bit just because Gonzaga was undefeated um, and they were having a good a good season, but Baylor was legit this year. But yeah, they 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 cruised through Houston and then I'm I mean the game of the tournament, the game of the last five tournaments, be, best game slash ending since probably Villanova Jake, UNC yeah. seconds for the championship. Yeah. That that I don't I don't care. I mean anything could happen. That's probably like the number one moment i've seen live but that ucla gonzaga game was pretty dang close and i thought that was going to be the blow i thought the houston baylor game was going to be good and i thought gonzaga ucla was going to be a blowout but ucla credit to them they i mean they played as much defense as you can against gonzaga but the thing that was most impressive was they hung in there scoring wise they scored 90 freaking points i mean they did go to overtime but they scored 90 points which was ridiculous did you guys Um, see the uh ESPN early rankings. UCLA yeah, I sent it to Nick. Country. I sent it to Nick. UCLA first. Gonzaga was one. Who do they have coming back? I don't know, but Anybody? they... Or is um, it just a new team? No, I don't know who's coming back, but... Nemhard? They, like, they are projected to get Chet Holmgren, who's the number one recruit in oh, yeah. class of 2021. Okay. There you go. So, That'll help. 
there, but in like Ohio State was still top five. Purdue was like three, I think. Ohio State's still top five because I think Liddell and Washington are both coming back. Oh yeah, those guys. Well, they have to because yeah. they gotta do. They kind of, kind of. They kind of re- have to redeem themselves. their careers. Um, <laughs> but yeah, UCLA. Johnny Juzang was probably not even gonna think of declaring for the draft and now he could be a potential first round pick. That's how well he played. And I'm telling you, the NBA is going to love him because he's a six, six guard who can handle the ball and shoot and score from any level. Um, And he plays decent defense. Like he's not a terrible defender, Um, but then UCLA is probably going to get Hawkins and Tiger Campbell back. Uh, uh, What's a single senior and Chris uh, is coming back next year. He's a junior. Oh, he is. He is because he was a senior though. Right. This year. Right. Chris Smith. Was he? They don't have a senior on the roster. I mean, having I seniors a doesn't really matter. It's just who declares. I thought he was a senior. Anyways, oh, if, um, yeah, I mean, so then, yeah, he's back. They're presumably best player. Um, he was the best I don't, I don't know much about him just because he's, he's Cody he Riley, except uh, he's Johnny Juzang and Cody Riley. Put them together. That's him. It says right here Chris Smith is a senior. SR. I think that's senior. He's a senior. Yeah, know. it is. He was a junior. Uh, so, got yeah. Mick. I mean, I don't know if he's gonna come back. I'm fooling with the mic right now. It's just like it, the, it's, it's not that you're. It's fiddling. not you. It's just that you're. Uh, you're also talking like this. No, I'm, Jules I'm, is gonna be back. Yeah, right Jules Bernard's gonna be back. The whole team uh, come back except Juzan. And then they're also getting a couple of recruits. And Chris Smith because he is a senior this year, or he was a senior this year. Um, but yeah, they're gonna be fine. I think um, if they lose Juzang. I don't think they'll be the number one team. They'll still probably be a ranked team just because of how good they were this year. Um, and even without Juzang, when he wasn't on the court, example, Alabama overtime, they were still a pretty good basketball team. Um, so that there's nothing nice. to worry about with them. But that was that was a impressive game just because they were able to hang with Gonzaga. I mean, Gonzaga doesn't play really good defense. You have to make your shots against Gonzaga because you're going to get shots and you're going to get open shots because they don't play defense like a Baylor or Alabama or Loyola. Like they don't play great defense. They just bank on you not scoring 90 and them scoring a hundred. That's what they Two years. hope happens. 2022 Campbell's a senior. Hawkeye's a senior, and they have the number one shooting guard prospect, Amari Bailey, that year. 2022 is going to be UCLA's year. Well, it was this year, too. Um, yeah, but I mean, well, in the tournament, not going. Yeah, that, again, that was an impressive and then just a ridiculous shot the by Suggs. 2022 tournaments next year. Our 2020, whenever, my fault, 2023 tournament, my fault. Cool. Okay, um, but yeah, that was just a ridiculous shot by Suggs. I don't know how that went in. I keep forgetting um, it's twenty twenty one. Yeah, that was that was the a crazy unfortunate. Shot. The unfortunate thing is, is that he w- then proceeded to go yell into yell at a bunch of um, cardboard cardboard faces. So yeah. that's that's so nah, tough. that's a sick. I've I've always want if I was to that 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 celebration just standing on the scores table. Like if yeah. there were people there, that's so sick. Like if baseball, if I hit a, if I ever hit a walk-off home run in the MLB, I'm touching home and sprinting to my home dugout, t- climbing on top of that and freaking doing that, like in the scores table and just looking at everyone that I feel like that's so sick anyways. Uh, yeah. He was yelling at cardboard people, but there were some people in the stands, yeah. so it was okay. Um, but yeah, that was a, again, a ridiculous shot um, turned out to not be any. That's the other thing. They looked 
tired and it might have been because of that hard physical game they had played against UCLA two nights before, whereas Baylor just cruised through Houston. They had a nice, easy rest. Like I said it last night, I texted you guys. Freaking Davion Mitchell didn't look like he broke a sweat. That dude like looked like he could freaking run three marathons after the game. He wasn't even gassed. So I feel like that Gonzaga UCLA game had a little bit of an effect on Gonzaga. Not saying that that's the excuse that they should get to for losing that game, but it definitely uh, has something to do with the way they played because they did not look themselves, especially uh, starting off on in a nine nothing hole when they're usually the team to give teams nine nothing holes um, to start. So. Yeah. Yeah. Overall. I mean, that's, that's honestly, once they were down that much, like, um, I agree, I was agreeing with you, uh, Luke, when we were texting last night, it was over real quick. And I think the main reason for that was that Gonzaga really hasn't played behind before this entire season. I haven't seen them play behind because they haven't. Um, and they just, they just didn't look ready. They were just, they looked gassed. They couldn't, they were not playing defense at all. And the Baylor defense was just everywhere. It was, it was pretty amazing to see. Yeah. They played a really good game and Baylor is the national championship or is the national champion in the national championship. Uh, it's sad because we don't get another tournament for another 49 weeks. And I'm very depressed because now I have to watch the stinky Red Sox and the stinky Celtics, um, which brings us to our next topic, the baseball of the major leagues. And the Red Sox, who we all thought were going to be, you know, pretty decent, you know, maybe sneak into a while. They, they look like they stink. They are terrible. Nice win last night, 11-2. to But getting swept by the Orioles to start the season is not a plus in my mind or anyone's mind. It Yesterday was opening day, though, so it's all good. Um, just a little just a little extra spring training games that just happen to be on your record. Against the so Orioles, though. Yeah, uh, the you Orioles. Know, they're just, you know, kind of adjusting to Fenway. And, you know, maybe, the Orioles. Uh, to stay I was really... Really though, I was really impressed by John Means though opening day. Oh, I'm not mad about really that game. You can't lose to Matt oh. Harvey. They got, I mean, Garrett Richards. Who was the should, third guy, Zimmerman or whatever the heck his cares? name was? They, they couldn't hit in in that rookie. series. You can't. Some youngster. Garrett Richards should. Um, let's see. Lowell. Lowell, Lowell uh, isn't even a team anymore. So. Let's really, see. they got let, they got rid of the spinners. Yeah, they cut like one minor league DFA team each, each team. Just get rid of him. Tanner Houck's going back to Worcester. This is ridiculous. Tanner Houck is it, really the best out of any Red Sox starters so far this season. He is going to Worcester. Does that make sense? Let's see. No, it does not. Um, it's disappointing that Garrett Richards will be making another start. Um, Josh Taylor should not have been the first one out of the bullpen in that game. Good. That makes no yeah, sense. Yeah, be brought back on Thursday. Yep, that's a plus, but you know. Yeah, Josh uh, Taylor's terrible. Josh Taylor's horrendous. They should have... Uh... Whitlock if they're going to they, stick by, go ahead. I was say, well, Whitlock should have came in in that base loaded nobody out three nothing situation after Richards, but they didn't want to put him in with his major league debut with the bases loaded and nobody out. I'm like, oh god, <laughs> the best pitcher on the bump. Oh, jeez Louise. Whatever. They should have stuck by. Uh, they should stick by Hauk and send down Taylor. And if they really don't want Hauk to start yet, then. 
have him be the long and Captain the Phillips long, instead of Andrees. Andrees shits the bed every time he pitches. It's ridiculous. Andrees isn't terrible. He's just left in for too long. Um, you know who pitched ball yesterday though was Pavetta. Yeah, Pavetta was good. He gained fastball every other pitch, but he was fine. Pavetta has no command. That's my issue. That that's with him. Him and Evaldi on opening day, and then Pavetta last night. Um, I think it was mainly because the team cleansed. They didn't have any command over their fastballs, and Evaldi, sorry, Evaldi didn't have command over his off. Pavetta had command over the fast. Didn't have command over the fastball. And for of all of all these fast was the only thing that seemed to be working for him against the Orioles. If you play a team like I know I hate the Yankees, but if you play a team like the Yankees, a team with a lineup like the Angels or the Dodgers or the Mets, or I guess the Mets, I don't yeah, I guess the Mets too. He got a Just hit elite breaking hitting news. Who Bre- breaking news, Rafael Devers. Devers is in yeah. in the I was just gonna season. I was just gonna say someone who has sucked so far is Rafael Devers. He has looked really, really bad. And if he is not hitting, that's what not happened? good because he's not a fantastic fielder. He's got his first hit. Wow, the Celtics are on 22. Uh, we're we're not even talking about them. That they, they were, yeah, we're not even talking about <laughs> uh, them. No, he got They're... his first hit. He's had some better swings in this game. It, we just got to get Glasnow out of the game. This should be his last inning. So if the bullpen can hold in the 7th and 8th and the ninth, give us a chance. Yeah, he's looked bad though. He if he's not hitting, that's bad because he can't. Oh, he's, he's not a there. he's not a great fielder. So if he's just he not will, hitting, then what value does he add? Him at third base, he's he has stretches like weeks throughout the season when he's really bad, but the rest he's at, he already has an error, doesn't he? Doesn't he have already a, have an error? Yeah, he's one, he, one error. He tossed. Really, the, he, he should he should have like five or six, but Dahlbeck <laughs> saved him like three times in the first yeah. two games. He two hopped first base from third. Yeah, on I saw, there was there yeah. was another one where two hopper. He was he was thrown a what second <gasps> oh, base? To and second, he uh, chucked it into right. He, he threw like a beach ball to Marwin, who was playing second. He Devers does not realize that Xander Bogarts is a very good shortstop, and he shouldn't cut him off on any ball that is in between. That's that like, if it's a, Devers if it's not, lays out in front of a routine ground ball for Bogarts, and then just yeah, throws the if ball it's into not, the stands. If it's more than a step to his left, he should just leave it alone. <laughs> just leave it alone. Honestly, I'd rather I'd rather have a. Bogart's Jeter jump throw from deep in the hole than a Devers one hop <laughs> yeah. to I'd rather the, yeah Devers? rather the guy be safe at first than have him go to exactly. Devers makes the play in the he fields the ball yeah his the throwing aspect the throwing is not part mastered. is yeah it's just has, a little too complex for him <laughs> he's not if if the Red Sox run out of arms in the bullpen in like an 18 to 1 game Devers is not the guy to call up. Is he is he is going to he is going to get tossed for too many hit by pitch if he ever goes in no he's just going to throw the ball like 56 feet yeah. <laughs> he, yeah, yeah, he's bad. Oh my god! Um, but, uh, JD's you know. looked amazing. He's pretty much the oh, only one who's awesome. real looked really good so far. Yeah. Um, everyone Vasquez else has kind of looked. Vasquez has looked good. Everyone else has looked Speaking okay. Vasquez, I mean, the, a little three run Johnson here. The French French Fry had his French Fry's first, been good. He's been good the last two games. He's had he had his first hit as a double. Um, Kike's got to get it going. Verdugo's got to get it going. He has not looked good. He's hit, been hitting the ball. He hasn't struck out a lot. Um, which he just is flies promising. out to left in every freaking at bat. Yeah, it's it's. I'd rather have that than him striking out. So at least he's making contact. But he needs to get some hits going. 
Um, yeah, he, that, he's hitting the he's hitting the April fly out to left. That's going to be the June wall ball. So I'm not too yeah, worried. Yeah, uh, but that those guys need to get going. Um, Bogarts, I mean, he, he whatever. He's a fine defensive player. I I could care less if he hits like I mean two seventy or something like that. I'll be I'll take He'll that. Way better than two seventy. No, I know, but all day long. But right now he's he's kind of struggling. Other than that, yeah. It, again, it's an early it's early in the season. They need to figure some stuff out, but I Fact, feel Ford like Bogers they will. Bruins short-handed goal. Struggling. Let's go. What? Bogarts had a four-hit game yesterday. Yeah, he had a four-hit game yesterday. What do you mean he's struggling? Get off his I, back. I didn't say I didn't say he was struggling. I said, said Bogarts is struggling. No, I said I said Bogarts is fine. Damn it, I mean, Christian, God. he had he he oh, didn't have a great. Bogarts is struggling. I don't I don't know what you're thinking, but whatever it doesn't. It's well, he had a one-hit series against the Baltimore Orioles. I would consider that a little bit of struggle. Again, it's they've only played five freaking games, so it's today, so. it's like. It's it doesn't matter. They've you can't base anything five games right now. You can't. Oh, he's struggling. Okay, they've played four whole games. Okay, you can't really. Yeah. It's the same thing when we were trying to figure out the, the Celtics the, and the, the, the NBA. three the three days. Oh, is this team going to be a playoff team? I don't can know. I they a, started a week ago. Can I say JD's like kind of feeling it? At least am I allowed to say that he was kind of you know? Eight. Yeah, yeah that's, I said that. I already said that. I said he's playing really runs well in the right first now. Four games. Am I allowed to make a statement about JD Martinez then? What's your yeah, statement? Are you going over? Are you going one fifty? Are you going one first four are you, games? No, are you going and you said you 80, can't say 84 you can't homers, two hundred ninety-seven RBIs. I'm saying no. You can't like make definitive statements. Well, JD okay, Martinez so, is kind of a little argument going here. Nick, I said you can't say that somebody is. Um, there's been four games. Yes, I. You can say that JD has played very well, but you can't a whole statement off of four games. You can say, oh yeah, he's playing really well right now, but you can't project that over a season in but the I think one game, game is I, enough for no Garrett Richards. I think I one game Well, yeah, that's right Garrett now. Richards is Garrett Richards. Like, <laughs> Garrett oh, Richards. Did you hear what he said you, after the yeah. game? No, I did not. He said he was saying they were getting lucky and they were finding holes in that the defense didn't do enough to <laughs> Excuse help him out. Excuses? That was Excuses? Like, dude, you're, you're finding barrels left and right, buddy. Finding holes. Um, When when you have a bad outing and it's finding holes is when you're throwing well and guys are just hitting ground balls in through holes. You're... He got barreled I mean, up. Like finding seven holes times. is like pitching well and giving up like four runs over six innings. And they might be finding holes off you, but when you give up, but more like finding holes that many runs in two, he was finding two, barrels. Two plus innings, then you're yeah. That was not finding holes. No. Chris Sale would be like, I gotta take five weeks off and practice because I suck at pitching. That's what Chris Sale would have said. <laughs> Chris Sale beats himself down when he pitches like seven innings a two run ball. That's Chris Sale beats himself up, and then you have Garrett Richards making excuses why he gave up. How many eight, seven runs in two plus? How many runs did that fool give up? A lot over he gave up six over two plus innings. You can't make an excuse. I'm sorry, that's a lot of holes that, that were found. If you know, you no, gave up that many. Runs. That is not an excuse for letting up five plus runs. There's no excuses mm-hmm. there, and, yeah. and you're, you you think you're going to come to Boston, Boston of all cities? Give up six runs in two plus innings in your debut, and then make an excuse, and you think people are going to be like, "Oh, okay, that that gets by in L.A. because no one cares," but not in Boston. You can't say that in Boston. There's no excuse. The only thing you need to say in your press conference if you're a member of the Boston Red Sox and you put up that performance, the only thing in your press conference that you that you need to say is, "I pitched like crap, and I need to be better next time, and I will be better." That's what you say. 
You don't you don't make excuses. They were finding holes. No one's going to tolerate that in Boston. Maybe in L.A., but not in Boston. Yeah. Uh, around the league, though, how about Urine Mercedes-Benz? He was eight for eight in his first eight at bats, which is ridiculous. ridiculous. With a home um, too, it's not like it was like seeing eye singles. Like no, I know five for five in the first game, and then right. three for four, and, and then one for five, bases. and then three for four last night again. Um, so he's Man, hitting six. He's hitting six sixty seven, which is pretty gosh darn good after pl- having eh. a single at bat last year in the majors. So basically this is his first time ever playing major league baseball. And he is already hitting six sixty seven. again. It's early. We can't make assumptions, but he's had a good first four games. Like two years ago when Matt Davidson had like eight homers in the first 10 games to start the year for the white Sox, And he finished with like 10 homers. I, well, yeah, but I mean, I mean, if you're hitting what six sixty seven through your first four games, you can say that he's hitting very well right now, but you can't say, Oh, this guy's for sure rookie of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Remember Sports Illustrated had Bobby D rookie of the year. Bobby Dalbeck's been kind of a drag this series. So he hasn't far. played he, since Saturday. Yeah, and he was like oh for something with or Sunday. With a bunch Sunday. of strikeouts. He played, he played the whole first series. He had almost as many strikeouts as at bats. Like he's he had like oh for ten with five strikeouts. Was over six, five strikeouts? Over 10 strikeouts. Dude, I'm telling you, it's it's the second coming of uh, of Joey Gallo. Second coming of Joey Gallo. That's what it is. He can hit 40 bombs. I don't freaking care. Yeah. yeah that's but the true. other, but that means the other, would you care that, if he was oh, hitting like 120? That means the bombs. other guys have to hit for average, which they aren't well, doing right now. Well, it's, they aren't doing right now. They hopefully will. Like Devers they, needs they to be up a, around 300. Yeah. Dugo needs to be around 275. Kike needs to be around 260. Like all those guys need to start hitting for average. The issue is that we were going into this. We were going into the first series, the whole season, thinking thinking the the offense wouldn't be an issue. And through the first series, the offense was an issue, and the pitching wasn't. Obviously, game three, the pitching became a big issue, even though the offense only put up three runs, which didn't even matter. Lost 18 to five. Three runs to like three runs. Three runs, right? They lost 18 to five to the Orioles. And I don't, I don't care if it's midseason. I don't care if it's now. It's just not acceptable at all. Um, it was good to see the bats come back yesterday with a good pitching performance. That was a good win. Um, but, I mean, if you're going to tell me that they would give up uh, – I mean, how many combined runs in the first two games? Like six or five combined – See, that's why – Seven combined runs in the first two – Seven combined runs in the first two games, and they – That's why I'm not looking at it too much. It they, means was – Dominant in if if you're telling me that exactly seven runs combined in the first two games they're winning that game they're winning those games later on in the season. I mean, once I, could, I might even pick a win if they get up seven runs in one game, knowing how good this offense is. I might I might even yeah. still take that. And that would be a bad pitching night. So there, that that's why I'm not Sunday's game terrible. I mean, those are two guys you can cut off your roster right now. I don't care if it's one appearance <laughs> done. I don't need to see him again. I don't need to see him again based on what he said after the game. The Done. That, that, that's that's enough. That Goodbye. Get, that doesn't go well in Boston ever. No, get Captain out of here. Captain Phillips. This is not a city of excuses. Get out it's of here. Not, Tanner sorry. Houck is the right-handed Chris Sale. That's disgusting. You're telling me you're putting him in Worcester because of service time? Give me a break. 2026 or 2027? Just put him on the field. I don't care. Come on. Ridiculous. Yes. Uh, hopefully, they will be fine. They should be fine. Um I don't know. It, again, it's early. It's way too early to tell. Um, that's pretty much it, other than the, the Masters pick. I don't really want to. Uh, we can only do one pick this week just because I really haven't, don't want to talk about the NBA because the NBA's buns and then the MLB. 
And then the MLB is too early to tell what's a good matchup or not. So we can just do a big three point for the, uh, what is it? Three. We can do this one three for the do, win. One for the or top three for a top three. Top, so top three, what top about top five? Top fine. Five. We'll do it. We'll do three we'll points do, for top three and then top five points like, for the winner. Fine. Top yeah. five, top five, top three, gets five points. Yeah. Five for the winner. Three for top three, one for top five. How's that? Okay, uh, fine. fine. I would fine, rather fine, just do fine, five fine. and a one. The way it doesn't matter. We just did toss around the, uh, points like it's not. With the, Let's do it. Whatever. Okay, uh, I'll start with Nicholas. Nicholas, who is going to win the Masters for you? I'm looking at the odds right now. DJ got the highest odds too. Can't <laughs> Bryson got befundled Bryson, by Gusta last year. That guy's not going to make the cut. JT <laughs> got swept in match play. Didn't even, I don't even think he saw holes 16, 17, and 18 in match play. He lost. He was gone by then. John Romers had a kid. He's distracted. Roy McIlroy's playing the worst golf of his career. Patrick Cantley's never been able to get it done in the Masters. Same thing with Xander Shoffley. Kepi had surgery. And then there's one guy who has 11 yep. to 1 odds. I know that guy. Uh, plus one hunt, Plus 1,100. Yeah, he won last week. Holy right, right? crap. Did he win? He won last week. He did. Is it Scotty Scheffler? It's Jordan Speed. <laughs> yeah. I see doing it. I can't. I got to I mean, do it. I got to do it too. I said I wasn't <sighs> going to do it, but me saying anything has. I just thought about it this just a second. Me saying anything has zero effect on anything that's going to happen this week in Augusta, Georgia. So, Jordan Spieth, you are also going to win the Masters. I mean, here's why. For the, the second time. playing harder and faster than usual. The and he's are, and the he's only one who knows how to do that. Only guy who knows how to do that. And no not, only is, he, not only is he playing, playing like a. You know, Phil's 59,000 years old. Phil's playing like a 20 handicap. So. <laughs> not only is Jordan Spieth playing some of the best golf out of anybody in the in, in the world right now. Either he, Spieth or Sergio, but Spieth's probably going to win. I think Sergio! Sergio, Sergio. I think Give me a break. Dude, he Sergio, already had Sergio, his... almost Sergio played really well with the players. <laughs> then he made it out of his group stage a match play. He played really well match play. Dude, match, uh, so I don't pay attention to match play for the Masters. If I'm a betting man, plus 4,900, I'm betting on Sergio Garcia to win the Masters. Ew, I would so vomit. Right now, I, second, I can't do it. I absolutely Jordan Spieth, me too. He, uh, Watch, Sergio finish high in the Masters. Watch. He's vibing. Okay. Don't, don't, don't be but surprised Sergio, if good George old Cooch finishes in the top 10. Good old automatic top 10, Tony Finau, Ripper Magoo, Tony Fanu. Cameron Smith will probably be there again, too. Um, I'm really excited. Spieth is playing the best golf that he's played since 2017 right now. And exactly what Nick said. He knows how to read the greens when they're firm. He loves the greens there. He's been amazing off the tee in the last month. He is striking his irons well. He he just knows it. And he should have three green jackets, but he only has one. So he's going to make it two because that's unacceptable. Andrew have three green jackets. No, I should have two. Well, guaranteed two, but he also has another second and third place that he's had. You know, yeah, but those green. are all come from behind. So you can't do anything about that. Well, I'm not mad about 2018. That was epic, but he also had the lead. 2014, it was also his first master. He had the he lead, but Reed had still had 13 and 15 to get through. Would you burn? I know, I know, but you know, two. But this should be three. That's what I'm saying. Yo. Okay. So this is honestly really tough because I was thinking JT. I was thinking Spieth. You you guys went We're going Spieth, with the Spieth so sweep. I don't know if I should go Spieth because I feel like that's just copying. Um, I'm going to take DJ. So you, you're, you're going to take whoever. I'm not taking DJ. Absolutely no, Lucas, not. Well, yeah. Um, definitely not taking Bryson. I'm not going to make the same mistake twice. Also, Bryson's trash. Um. <sighs> I Bryson's mean, a, Bryson's, Bryson, did you see the video of Bryson on the range? Bryson, he should be 
banned from Augusta National. What a that guy doesn't deserve <laughs> I, mean, I love what he's doing. No, I, I don't. like how no, he, had to, don't. he had to put in a lot of work to what he's doing, but man, it's just who a cares? move. Who cares? Uh, trying to hit the ball into the actual course from the driving range. I don't. So, <laughs> do I go just the classic JT or Jordan Spieth, or do I find somebody that can? If if you don't want to go Jordan, go for his best team. Take JT. That's go JT. He's improved every year in the Masters. Every year his play has gotten better. Yeah, that's last true. Year he finished tied for fourth, even though he was like seven or eight shots back. Yeah. Well, I mean, twenty under usually or a little bit. He's back. Yeah. Yeah. The runner-up was the two runner-ups. Em and Smith were five back. Yeah, Andrew, who are you going with? Um, <sighs> see, I want to go with Jordan Spieth so bad. Just take because him. Do I it. want him to. I already want Jordan Spieth. I'm yeah, going Jordan Spieth. Let's go. What happens? Baby. He gets caught. Come coming on, on the podcast. Come on. Wrong. We Come on. I'm going with Spieth. Hideki Spieth. Matsui. That's Matsuyama. Right? <laughs> the <laughs> former Red Sox. He's in the Masters. He's going to win it all. Hideki Matsuyama. The former Red Sox. He's been playing so bad the last two years. <laughs> Hideki sucks. Matsui. He's about, Hideki he's about Matsuyama. Matsuyama guy. What are Matsuyama's no. odds? He's uh, 35 to 1. To <laughs> I got 40 to 1 here. 35 to 1. He's below Sungjae. He's below. He's below Wee Westwood. He's below the guy that doesn't have a win on the PGA Tour. That's what. Or what about what about Louis Uthsiez and Louis Uthsiez? Louis Uthsiez. Sure. No, Louis Uthsiez. He just had oh, surgery. Yeah, he's got a sick name. No, Luke. Luke, I know. He has the Tyler same odds. Tyler Stefasi. No, Christian Bezaduhau. Doing how? Christian Holt. Sure. He has the same odds as Cameron Champ. Oh my god. That bum. <laughs> he has worse odds than Matthew Wolf, which I don't know how that's possible. Matthew Wolf, <laughs> he's a borderline twenty. Zudenholt has a dude. Okay, I don't understand, okay, okay, dude. I Zudenholt don't understand. Has the same odds Matthew Wolf is on the top twenty don't in the world. Every single golfer, you pick Matty Wolf to be in your Gatorade commercials. Are you kidding Zudenholt, me, Luke? Luke Zudenholt has the same odds as Phil Mickelson. Oh, I'm picking Cameron Champ. He has Champ in his name. He's going all the freaking <laughs> way. Cameron Champ is one of the worst golfers in on tour. Right he now. might as well pick. Tiger. He only got in the Masters because of his FedEx. <laughs> he was in the FedEx Cup. Oh, Freddie Couples. Freddie Couples. Actually, he only got in the Masters because he was in the FedEx Cup Bernhard Longer. And he finished dead last too. Bernhard was an absolute beast in November. He knows the course. He's like 80 years old. He could Bernhard just Longer today. Fine, I'll go day? with that guy. DJ. DJ, spin that shoot. I'm gonna freaking take him. DJ <laughs> call today. Call a freaking day. Nah, Jim Shirk for the win. Ozzy Osbourne. I was looking odds. at Ozzy Osbourne. Um, <laughs> Sandy Lyle. <laughs> Sandy Luke Lyle was, has the lowest Luke odds. Was considering the amateur uh, Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> dude, Ozzy dude, Osbourne. Strafasi doesn't have the lowest odds. I know because he's not that bad. Yeah, but he's like, how old? He beat Osbourne, so I would hope he'd have better odds than Osbourne. Who? All Osborne? right. Ollie Osborne, this Charles place. Osborne, Ozzy Osborne, Ollie. Oh, okay. Ollie Osborne. <laughs> he okay. came in second in the in the M. I don't know who Ollie Osborne. I don't. In the morning. I don't know. Who the, I I don't I don't go that deep into golf. I don't know the people in the U.S. Ams. You didn't All watch because right. of Thorbs. Oh yeah, I watched Thorb with the kids from freaking Wellesley, but. He got eliminated. Also, I actually didn't even see much of him on TV. I'm not gonna lie. I followed him on the app. Um, but all right, yeah, I don't know any other kids. All you right, do with final thoughts. Go past those. I have. I have a fact. Oh, Andrew has a fact. Okay. All right. So, 
given that a Texas and Baylor's in Texas, right? Yes. Okay, just wanted to make sure before I say Wake this. out. Um, yeah. Wacko. So there are <laughs> Wacko Macko. There are 24 Division One schools in Texas, and this Baylor's win yesterday was the first time a Texas team yeah, won the championship 19. since Texas, so. UTEP. In 1966, making it oh, only out of those 24 teams the second overall championship victory by a Texas team. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Team. What I saw that somewhere. El Paso University of Texas El Paso when it was yeah, Texas Southern. You heard it from me. Oh, I saw. I think I saw it on Instagram somewhere. I no. I heard it a bunch of times yesterday. I don't. Oh, I didn't I know the exact. Um, new stat. Um, new stat. Okay. No. Um, I okay. That's not good yeah, enough. One. Okay, I got one. If I've heard of it, it's not good enough. Okay. That was Everyone knows I'm out of the loop all the, the time. School too. Everyone knows that I'm out of the loop. So that if I've heard of it, it's not a good one. Um. Okay. So then we'll go to go. We'll go to the Falcons then. Um. The Falcons have now lost a game in which they've had a 99 percent chance to win and a 99.1 percent chance to win, and the chances of that happening are roughly one in 990,000. Wow! Give me a comparison, like how many times have they get struck by lightning in that span? Like, am I more um, likely to get struck by lightning thirty times or something like that? Well, you're um, less likely to get a perfect bracket. Like odds to get struck oh, by wow, lightning. That's a bold one. Luke. Odds to odds to get all, all I say was odds to G, and then odds to get struck by lightning. One in five hundred thousand. What were the odds again? Q five hundred thousand nine hundred ninety thousand. So almost you could get I'm, struck I'm by almost, lightning twice. I almost could get struck by lightning twice, and uh, go at the odds Sports. of the Falcons blowing two leads like that. Yes. Was the other thoughts? What about Um, odds to get uh, odds? It was either the Chicago game, odds to get attacked by a shark, or the the Dallas game. Uh, The Dallas game was like maybe, maybe the Detroit game. Uh, One in four million. Never mind. Really? So many. The odds to get bitten by a shark are one in four million. I did not know that, dude. I mean, sharks don't like. I thought it'd be around like the lightning. Maybe even maybe even less for some reason. I don't know what I was thinking. I mean, Instead, I, to sharks, I had to get sharks struck by lightning eight times so. before I get bitten by a shark. Sharks aren't everywhere, so but lightning is. Maybe it's okay. Like, can't get bitten by a shark live, in Kansas. Maybe it takes into account people who live in like Kansas that are like crazy landlocked. Yeah, exactly. In Kansas, my uh, Illinois, is, uh, what are the odds of being attacked by a shark if you live? Michael Carter on, Williams. If you live on a state <laughs> along the ocean tight. with sharks, oh, depends on Michael how many Grant times you go to the beach somewhere else. Oh wait. Odds to get attacked by a shark in mass. Odds to get attacked by a shark in mass. Richie Cordero MVP. No, I don't. I don't know. Was it better or worse than Randy's catch yesterday? Uh, It was up against the wall. It was a pretty good catch. Randy's catch was odds, and they said it wasn't a catch and a run scored, but it was definitely a catch. Odds. Are they reviewing it? Yeah. Oh, odds to. All right, final thoughts. Go Sox, go Pats. Go Speed. Go freaking Speed. Let's go. Jordan. Wait, hold on. Why do you, last thing, why do you guys like Speed so much? Like, what is it? Um, so, Brian likes Speed. I'm a diehard. So, a Brian right. likes Speed. Brian um, likes Speed. He's on my fantasy team. Oh, Who does fantasy golf? Perfect, perfect time for Nick to Nick cut Nick out. Does fantasy golf. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's, it's long. Short, but it just some of my one of my dad's friends work does. 
I'm a I'm a I'm a diehard Speeds. He won on Sunday. Just, just, just like him. Just I just, just yeah. yeah. So I've been a diehard Speeds fan since you just the throw 50 bucks. They give you a player list. Each Nick, you're cutting out, out, so nobody picks. knows what you're saying. It's uh, better to it's better to just do it while you're ahead. Time to stop, buddy. Time to stop. Nobody can hear what you're saying. Uh, I'll just you, explain Nick. my situation. Spieth, I've been a diehard Spieth fan since his uh, Masters debut in 2014. He won yesterday for the first time in, let's say, 1,351 days, I believe it was. I should have nice. lived here. I am rooting for Spieth because... Made my year. He yeah. didn't. He hasn't won a lot, and I respect the guy. So Oh, he's, he's a good one. Yes, good. I'm, I'm not a diehard fan, but I do root for him because I, see, I think, he's, think he's a great guy. Can you hear me? Rooted for Bryce. Yes, Ireland. Nick. Okay. So, well, yeah, like Bryce because he's 370 on bombs. Because I've always kind of rooted for him deep down. Um, but uh, this year, um, like I said, they're, my dad, one of my friends, dad, my, my dad's co-workers did a little fancy golf thing or something something like that. And you pay 50 bucks, you pick six players, you sign a point yep. value, you got app to a certain point value. And then, uh, so I beat this year, just sort of, you win the loop of golf, you just kind of follow him for the whole year. But the winner gets a ton of money, and there's a bunch of players like top 25. So uh, there's like 500 some people that do it. Right now, I'm sixth place out of 500 because I had like three guys that have won. Speed's one of them. Nice. So uh, at point now, sixth out of 500. <laughs> yeah, I'm a pretty big speed fan. Okay. Right now. All right. Especially. We got it. No, All right. Just, exactly. just end it. Just end it. We can barely hear him. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Go follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the Big Four underscore podcast. We will see you on Thursday. Peace.